Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. Good morning, I'm Chris Lawrence, and we're ready to get your day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. The forecast for the Mountain State, look for cloud cover today, maybe some rain and temperatures warming a bit. More on that forecast is coming up. Right now, though, let's get up to date on the news of the day in West Virginia. For that, we go to the Metro News Anchor Desk and Carrie Hudasek. Carrie, good morning. Good morning, Chris. A vote comes today on a new contract offer in connection with the ongoing Cabell Huntington Hospital strike. Hospital officials will present the new offer to SEIU District 1199, the union representing the nearly 900 maintenance and service workers on the picket line. Voting gets underway at 7.30 this morning and is expected to last all day. The hospital has been operating with temporary workers, and on Tuesday morning, Cabell County deputies said two of those employees got into an argument resulting in assault charges. Marvin Logan of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is accused of cutting another worker with a kitchen knife. The fight happened in the hospital parking garage. A rock climber is in critical condition this morning after authorities say he fell off a cliff near the Fayette-Nicholas County line. It happened Tuesday afternoon at around 4 on the Meadow River near the U.S. 19 Kevin Ritchie Bridge. Firefighters say the climber fell 60 feet off a cliff downstream from the bridge and had to be flown to CAMC to be treated for injuries. A large fire burning in the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve in Fayette County is now 50% contained. More than 100 acres have burned in an area called Beauty Mountain. Dave Beery with the National Park Service says the steep and rugged terrain has slowed efforts to put it out. Hard to access. There's not much in the way of trails down there. And then the steep terrain, of course, makes it difficult to fight fire because of the you know, treacherous footing and, and things rolling downhill. It's always a danger for firefighters when things... Uh, start rolling down, burning logs can roll down and and get down below your fire line. As a result of the fire, the Park Service has closed access to some of the popular hiking trails in the park. State officials are in a wait-and-see mode as the Omicron variant of COVID-19 spreads to a number of countries. Governor Jim Justice says it's clear the virus remains active, which is why he's urging more residents to get their booster shots. If you don't run to the fire right now and get your booster shots, 
and you're going to hear some depressing news. West Virginia reported 5,800 active cases Tuesday, down somewhat from recent days. State Interagency Task Force Director Jim Hoyer said Tuesday about 222,000 booster shots have been administered to state residents. Flags will fly at half-staff today to honor the life of former state treasurer Larry Bailey, who died Friday at the age of 87. Former Secretary of State Natalie Tennant says Bailey was a smart man. Larry Bailey was kind of a quirky guy, and I say that with all the affection in the world. And he was quirky because he had so much knowledge and so much experience, and he wrapped it with passion. Bailey served as treasurer from 1976 to 1984 and was re-elected again in 1990 and in 1992. His death comes a little over two months after his oldest son, John Kennedy Bailey, a Charleston City Councilman, was killed when a tree fell on his vehicle. One person is dead following a wreck in Kanawha County. It happened at around 5.30 Tuesday night on Lens Creek Road in the Hernshaw area. The car, which was headed south, went off the road and struck a rock face on the right side of the road. The car overturned and the driver was pronounced dead at the scene. Today is World AIDS Day. In observance of the day, Marshall Health is coordinating a free and confidential HIV testing event at the Cabell Huntington Health Department. The event is being held from 2 to 6 in the afternoon. Marshall Health's Dr. Andrea Lawfer says everybody should know their HIV status. It is recommended that everybody between the ages of 13 and 64 should get tested for HIV at least once in their life. There is no age restriction for the confidential HIV test. Free flu and coronavirus vaccinations will be available for those participating in the HIV screening. I'm Jake Flatley, WVMetroNews.com. The State Public Service Commission will hold a public hearing later today in Bluefield regarding West Virginia American Water Company's proposed rate increases for water and sewer services. That hearing gets started at 4 o'clock this afternoon at Bluefield City Hall. The state DHHR's Office of Medical Cannabis is hosting more public sign-up events today in Morgantown and tomorrow in Weston. Cannabis Director Jason Frame says the events are meant to provide on-site help for people that may have trouble navigating their online portal. Before the patient can register uh, within our system, they have to have seen uh, the physician. The physician has to have evaluated them uh, to make sure that they do have one of the specific serious medical conditions listed in the act. Frame was a guest on Tuesday's Metro News Talk Line. How did holiday sales go over the Thanksgiving weekend? Bridget Lambert with the West Virginia Retailers Association says they bounced back from last year's pandemic woes with many consumers confident to shop in stores again. We think the personal connections that people have when they're out shopping with other consumers or or our in-store personnel, uh, people were missing that. Nearly 180 million Americans shopped during the five-day weekend with more online sales reported on Black Friday than on Cyber Monday. Thank you, Carrie. Coming up in our backgrounder, we'll hear from Dr. Clay Marsh talking about that Omicron variant so far not reported in the United States, but health officials are waiting and watching. We'll hear more about that. And then Kyle Wiggs has the day's sports as the Mountaineers win at home, and Marshall will be on the road tonight in uh, college basketball, and the preparations continue for this weekend's Super 6 championships in Wheeling. We'll have a full report from Kyle, all still ahead right here. Metro News is your source for high school sports coverage and the exclusive home of the high school sports line. Fred Persinger, Dave Jekyll, and Joe Bracato bring you the latest scores and news along with player and coach interviews and in-depth stories. Get your high school sports fix every Wednesday night starting at 7.06 p.m. And follow your favorite team all season long. The high school sports line here on the Metro News Radio Network and online at wvmetronews.com. 
In a moment, Kyle Wiggs on sports, but right now in our backgrounder, there are no cases of the new COVID-19 Omicron variant reported in West Virginia or in the United States, but state health officials say they do continue to monitor. More from coronavirus czar Dr. Clay Marsh in our backgrounder. We do have the capability to look for this particular variant, and we are monitoring. We have not identified any case of the Omicron variant in West Virginia, nor has there been any case identified in the United States. The initial observation came from South Africa, but today it was disclosed that a week before the first case was identified in South Africa, there was a positive case in the Netherlands. So we know this variant is likely spread throughout the world, most likely also present in the US, but at a very low uh, frequency. And the key for us is gonna be to see where it shows up, how well it competes against the Delta variant, how severe the illness associated with the Omicron variant versus the Delta variant, and also how well our immune systems or our strategies work to continue to maintain our level of you know of care so that we don't overwhelm our hospitals and we don't see people die of a new variant of COVID-19. Dr. Marsh says Omicron appears to be more transmissible than the Delta variant, but it's unclear if current vaccines will be able to fight off the new variant or if a new vaccine will be needed to develop to enhance protection. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk this morning. Kyle, they're called Bellarmine. They're from Louisville, and the Mountaineers dispatched them pretty well in the second half. Yeah, West Virginia pulled away in the second half. Mountaineers clamped down defensively. Bellarmine just uh, 2 of 17 from 3, and they scored just 25 points in the second half. West Virginia wins the game 74-55. Taz Sherman led all scores with 18 points. Sean McNeil hit a couple of threes. He scored 14. Jalen Bridges of the Mountaineers, 8 points on 4 of 9 shooting. He grabbed 9 rebounds as well. Honestly, I just came into today's game just trying to play with more energy. I felt like against Eastern Kentucky, we kind of came out flat. So I took the challenge on myself to just be active, try to get every single rebound that I possibly could, try to get a lot of deflections, try to get just try to be active in general, just trying to help my team win. West Virginia's bench outscored Bellarmine's 28-7. Malik Curry led all players off the bench with nine points. Mountaineers are 6-1. and one. They'll host Radford on Saturday. Next week, they'll play Connecticut. UConn won Tuesday night over Maryland Eastern Shore. UConn ranked 17th. 72-63, the final there. Ohio State beat number one Duke on Tuesday night, 71-66. E.J. Liddell had 14 points and 14 rebounds. 4-2 and two Marshall on the road at 3-3 three and three Akron tonight. Tavion Kenzie averaging 19.8 points per contest to lead the herd. Akron beat Marshall in Huntington 2019, the last time the teams matched up. Akron leads the all-time series 8-6. to six. Rich Rodriguez will be introduced as the new head football coach at Jacksonville State today. Jacksonville State, a championship subdivision school in Jacksonville, Alabama. They will transition to Conference USA for the 2023 season. Mountaineers lost a couple of transfers. Offensive lineman Parker Moore transferring out of the program. Bandit Vandarius Cowan transferring as well. Cowan had transferred in to the WVU program from Alabama now he's leaving along with that offensive lineman, Parker Moore. 
Updated college football playoff rankings. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, your top four. Oklahoma State, number five. Notre Dame, six. Ohio State, seven. Then Ole Miss and Baylor and Oregon in the top ten. Thank you, Cal. Metro News exclusive radio and television coverage of the Super 6 High School Football Championships this weekend, Friday and Saturday on the radio statewide and streaming at WVMetroNews.com. Now for the day's commentary, the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, the College Football Coaches Federation announced today a series of emergency steps designed to bring greater stability to the coaching profession. The last few days have been chaotic, said CFCF President Harold Lefty Hightower. He said, we are concerned about the increasing scrutiny and stress level placed upon our member coaches. Therefore, he said, going forward, all member schools and coaches will be required to follow these emergency guidelines. Hightower said Power 5 football coaches always find discussions of salary to be awkward for them. So in the future, member schools will be required to provide a base 10-year, $100 million contract when any current contract expires. Hightower said this way coaches in schools can avoid a virulent strain of excessive wealth disorder. They can simply say they're following the rules. The guidelines also impact how coaching changes will be announced. There's so much misinformation that gets out there, Hightower said. Under the new guidelines, all coaching change announcements east of the Mississippi will be handled by Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, while Brett McMurphy of ESPN will report coaching hires west of the Mississippi. The CFCF also wants to address the concerns of the student-athletes who feel as though their coach may be abandoning them. The new guidelines require that each coach, upon announcing their departure, must spend at least two minutes addressing his players. The guidelines say the content is up to the coach, but it suggests that the coach express how much they love the players in the school, that the decision has nothing to do with the money, and that it was the hardest decision they've ever had to make in their life. Hightower said, as we've said many times, the student-athlete is our number one priority. In the future, coaches will not be required to give fact-based answers when questioned by the press about interest in another job. The guidelines state that if such circumstances arise, a coach may say no. And the definition of no shall mean no unless it means yes. By the way, a subsection of that guideline also permits a coach to personally berate any reporter who poses said question. Hightower said special attention was given to the many benefits that a football coach may receive as an enticement to change jobs. This has gotten out of control, said Hightower, citing the report that new USC coach Lincoln Riley will have access to a private jet for himself and his family 24-7. We really felt we needed to make a statement here, Hightower said. So going forward, a private plane flight must be scheduled at least two hours in advance, and no more than six family members may fly at any one time. And finally, the guidelines address the thorny issue of buyouts. Going forward, schools will be required to pay the buyout at least two years before the coach is fired. Hightower said that way, both the schools and the coaches can avoid any additional embarrassment when a coach is dismissed. Now, naturally, there are critics of some of these new guidelines, with some suggesting they are excessively generous and too deferential to the coaches. Hightower pushed back on that criticism, adding that several recommendations were rejected for those very reasons. For example, Hightower said, on a narrow vote, we defeated a proposal that required all staff at football facilities to avoid direct eye contact with the head coach, and we tabled a motion that would have redirected low-income student scholarship money toward a fund to pay for a statue of the head coach. Hightower added that coaching college football is an honored profession, one where the health and welfare of the student-athlete is paramount, and the integrity of the institution must be protected. 
Hightower said, we believe these guidelines demonstrate exactly where our priorities lie. Chris? Thanks, Hop. You can read Hoppy's commentary daily at our website. And then at 10.06, he's back with Metro News Talk Line. Now for the weather forecast in West Virginia. There's a weak system that'll cross the state today and into tonight. That'll bring light rain showers, and it'll be warmer today, and many locations topping out in the 50s. Dry, windy, and warm weather can be expected for tomorrow, with mild and dry conditions continuing all the way through Saturday. Next chance for precipitation will swing in along a cold front for the end of the weekend and on into the start of the new work week, with temperatures starting to trim below seasonal again. Now you're up to date. Have yourself a great day. For Hoppy Kerchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Carrie Hudasek, I'm Chris Lawrence, and this is Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.